Let's go. We are back. Episode 9. I have a feeling this is going to be the best one yet. Bernard, let's do it. Big one. We've got, like we said, great weekend of sport. We were talking off camera. Magic round. There was boxing last week. Mate, what's to come next week? A lot of couple, couple scandals. A lot to talk through, mate. Mate, this will be our biggest episode ever. Magic round. Just give me your thoughts. I love it, personally. Unfortunately, I didn't go to it. I was actually at a boys' trip in Melbourne. Mm. I don't know why the boys picked should've, Melbourne. Should've we should have just Brisbane. gone to actually, Brisbane. Actually, you know, you may have dodged a bullet because there was a lot. It was wet weather. Yeah, it was wet it weather. It was wet weather punch ons, But if there was one city that you would move Magic Round to, Brisbane wrapped it up for another two years, but where would you take it? I'd take it to Melbourne. Mm. You know, Melbourne, yeah, they're, they're big on their AFL, but at least, you know, the boys can go out after. There's a booty, a couple all-nighters. The pubs won't be like the Caxton. I can tell you that. Probably a bit more feminine. But, uh, <laughs> mate, I think that'd be the place to have it. Everything's open later yeah, in because Melbourne. A lot of people have been so saying, good. take it to New Zealand. But I don't think you'll get as big a turnout because... Well, international travel people, is more expensive. People aren't going to travel internationally. They're more going to be, yeah, let's go for a trip down to Melbourne. or and let's you go can't to Sydney. guarantee you're going to get into New Zealand. Like They're shutting their borders every five seconds. Were you at Magic Round or were you no. in... You're going to. I you? was gonna go. Saw the weather forecast. Said, you know, I'm gonna miss it. Uh, and you I'll jamboree just in. Yeah. In well, why thought, do you need to go? <laughs> I'll make some election content in the sun instead, instead of interviewing some fans. But um, because that's coming up this week. It's a huge week. You Again. voted. You an early voter or I, you? You know what? I usually don't vote, but uh, I went and early voted this week. Um, you know, did my part. Have you, have you done your part? Because usually you're like, remember that used to be a real touchy topic. You can't really ask other people who you're voting for. But now yeah, it's like... I feel like it's dumb and dumber. Like, I don't know who to pick. Instagram stories everywhere on like, go and vote, you know, do your part, vote for this person, climate change, everyone's you know, jumping on the thing. It's like, remember, when, a, it, remember when it used to just be like, no one say no, your it was opinion. Really, I, like, I like a bit of open yeah, a bit discussion. Of open, open discussion. Yeah. I usually vote liberal. Um, I voted Gladys, but the liberals, they're getting too far right, like kooky for me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to vote. And then uh, Albanese's a... Spastic, like yeah. but you know what? My, I was speaking to my mum about this, and she said, This is getting real political. This episode, but yeah. she said, Um, just vote for your seat if you don't like you know, either okay. party. And Matt Thistlethwaite actually went to my high school, oh, he's a Marston boy, so I don't know. You got some favoritism, I'm a there. little un- real political people. I might, I don't know, I just don't know because an independent, you don't know. And I got a, an uncle that's sending me all this, um, yeah. Pauline Hansen propaganda. Okay, <laughs> I can't so, be yeah. voting for her, man. No, nah, well, I mean. It's up to, uh, like, I, I, I didn't, I kind of, I don't donkey vote, but like you just. Donkeys when you. Is donkeys like, when, uh, like, if you just go right and join, Johnny Malaka on the ticket. Well, and give him if a you tick, donkey you know? vote, it goes to the party in power, I'm pretty sure. Does it? Yeah. So, yeah. I like your years look, of donkey voting have just been contributing to every the Every year, sports bet or the bookmakers will put Labour or someone as a short price favourite. And then on the night, it always just flips. This yeah. year, I don't think it's going to flip. I think too many people hate ScoMo. I think he just tripped over some poor kid well, today. He belted the kid. Yeah. Did you see? He was, honestly, he'd cop three weeks. He for that called DNA himself the bulldozer, and then all 130 kilos of him fell on this poor kid. Um, so it's not looking good for Scum. I don't think he's going to back it up. Today. Nah, look, it's it's dumb and dumber. That just got very political. Mm. Let's bring it back now <laughs> to the world of sport with our fan questions and a reminder. If you aren't already, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and on TikTok. I usually say we're like a crypto, you know, we're going to the moon, but cryptos are going shit house at the moment. So we're like the Brisbane Broncos. We are absolutely flying. This one from Nick Koss. Thoughts about the Bears expansion bid, but in Western Australia? I think that's enough expansion for now. (laughs) 
to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> that, like, yeah, <laughs> we got the Dolphins. Let them settle in because the Gold Coast Titans haven't been successful by any means. So how do we? Why do we want to rush and expand the team? Or if you're going to expand the team, get rid of one of the Sydney teams or yeah. merge a Sydney team because it's it's too much now. You're getting too ambitious. I reckon there isn't enough quality, and you see it now. I reckon there's probably enough quality for 14 teams, and yeah. now we're going to have 17 and 18. Stop with the expansion. Stop with Western Australia. They don't care about rugby league over no. there. Joey John said he once went over there for a holiday when he was in his, you know, the peak of his powers. No one knew who he was. Really? Stop it with the expansion. It's its own bubble in WA. It's hard enough to get Victorians to like rugby league. Doesn't work in Adelaide. They don't care. Doesn't work in Western Australia. They don't care. Bring back North Sydney Bears maybe in a merger, but no, not in Western Australia. Fair enough. Fair Podium enough. time, Bernard. Podium. That's where we rank our gold, silver, and bronze. And don't forget a participation for of the course. people that had a shocker this week in the week of sport. But my silver medal, not silver, my bronze, bronze. medal, is going to go to the Sydney Roosters this week. Because last couple of weeks, people have been writing them off, the Chooks. They They've been saying they're not the same. Luke Keery hasn't been performing. But in Trent Robertson fashion, he didn't stress out. Didn't He just said, look, we just got to put a few things together. It'll come. They played some good footy on the weekend in Magic Round. I, I think a lot of people would have tipped Parramatta to get over the top of them after their performance against Penrith. And, you know, they just delivered. Tedesco's always in form. Walker's playing well. Eyes up footy. Chipping over the top. Scoring for himself. They just You just know they're going to be there at the back end of the season. I don't know if they're going to be a top four team, but just consistent roosters. That's just it. That's my bronze. Like a good racehorse. You know, Melbourne Cup. Yeah. You know, Melbourne Cup, first 500 metres. You always see that horse that's winning by 10 lengths, and you just go, he'll be finishing last. Yeah. That's what the Chooks are doing right now. Just pacing themselves. Pacing themselves. Best performance of the season, particularly in the first half, against yeah. a para team that's you know going to be there as well. But Penrith, especially after last week, even though it was against a weak Melbourne Storm, they showed that, in my opinion, yeah. they're the benchmark. But don't rule out the Chooks. I think, that, like, Craig Bellamy does this on purpose. Big games. There'll always be a player out resting and then you'll put the Cooper Johns in there and just like test out a few of the young boys, tested out the fullback last week. And yeah, you just, once I saw Jerome Hughes was being out, we were loaded up on penalty. Oh yeah, it was over. They yeah. came in super short. It was yeah. a bludger of a day weather-wise as well. Yeah, but it'll be interesting when they lock horns again. I think they're playing round 22 or something. Mm. That's when you'll know, but, but Bellier couldn't have cared Who, too who's much. Who's your bronze? I'm going to go the Greek freak, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Now, you're probably thinking, what are you going Giannis for? They got knocked out. Yeah. But he was carrying that team. I have to take my hat off to him. He was doing it on his own, and it was just too much for him. He dropped 40 and 20. First wow. player since Shaq in the playoffs that did that in a 13-point loss. Jeez. And then when they got absolutely belted, he still put up 25 and 20. He was putting up half their points. Oh, yeah. it, he just could, It was too much for him against a well-coached Celtic side. And if you followed my... A little long shot a few weeks ago. It's looking good, Jeez. even though they dropped the first game. But Giannis, it could have been a different series with Chris Middleton there. Who knows? But I have to take my hat off to the Greek freak, yeah. man. He was doing it on his own. Well, you, it's like you said, Celtics just dropped their first game to Miami today. But yeah, I, that, I, game, that series is going. I think that's going to six. Going to six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I would have thought Giannis and the Bucks get to the conference finals. But that's a beauty about the NBA this season. It's anyone's oh, it's a, game. You would have thought Phoenix would have been there as when well. When was but the last time there was an NBA this wide open? Like yeah. Golden State, you'd say, are the favorites in the Western Conference. But don't sleep on Luka Magic, who's going to be playing today. Yeah. So anyone, anyone can win it in the NBA, Bernardo. It's, it's good so to watch. It's so good, man. It's so good. Give me your silver medal. My silver medal goes to, again, keep an NBA, Jason Tatum. 
carrying the Celtics. He's a freak, man. Like, He's a bad man. The Celtics getting past Brooklyn, you could maybe say, yeah, you, people would have saw that coming with, you know, Brooklyn not gelling, Simmons not playing. And then no one really would have tipped him to get past Giannis. I, I, like, there's some that said, yeah, look, they've got the team to do it. But I thought Giannis was going to be too strong in the Bucks, But they got past them. So now, you know, if, if they get past Miami... They're, the, they're going to be tough. They're, they're going to be tough to beat, got, like, with that momentum. And I think it's going to be a long series. But I guess we'll see. But I've got to give it to Tatum. He's putting up great numbers, you know, not just not just points, assists. He's averaging something like 28 points a game in his last five games. So uh, it's, just, uh, it's just good to It's good to be an NBA fan right now. I was just laughing, thinking that we did our playoff brackets. And I think you tipped the Bucks, and I tipped Phoenix. And they're gone. And now they're both, they're both gone. Yeah. All right, if we had to pick new winners now. Who are you picking from this current four? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Mavs to go all the way. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, because because they're just know. getting slept on massively, eh? And that's uh, look. Shout out to Andrew Bogut. He's backing them to the hills. He's backing Luca, and you know him being a former championship winning player. I got to go with his analysis. But I just I just been watching them play. He gets he gets riled up in the big moments, Luca. Like it the just, series was over. The seven Devin Book, sec, De, second Devin Booker did that when he, when he snatched the ball off him. Mm. It was over after that. You just he 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 awoke the beast in yeah. Luca and Devin Booker just made. And a I got a feel himself. for Chris Paul because I think oh, that no. could be the end of end oh, of his finals aspirations. He's got one more run in him. Um, we're gonna save that because but two people are coming up in my in my gold in my participation. Okay. My silver though is going to the Canberra Raiders. And I was tossing up Bernard. They were either going to get the silver or the Sharks were going to get my participation. Okay. Coaches out there in the NRL. When your half is in form, leave him, leave him in that yeah. position. 100%. Dylan Brown got moved to center. You have Nico Hines, one of the form players in the comp. I don't care if F fullback is still going to get his hands on the ball a lot. Just leave him at halfback. He's playing well. Dally M potential. Leave him there. That's enough with the Sharks. Canberra Raiders, though, <laughs> were faultless. They just dominated them was the green machine of old big for Ricky Stewart he was getting he was under the pump a little bit and Frawley one of the hairiest NRL players at the moment he's he's a gorilla he's playing like a silverback though because he's steering them around the puck without Jack Whiten Frawley looks like my dad pre-laser hair removal did your dad get on laser he jumped on laser pretty early and he looks great for it it looks great yeah I'm talking early like 08 maybe like before there's a thing in Sydney. But I've regardless, seen your old man. He scrubs up all right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Now, Frawley's a hairy bastard, but he's playing well. And just on your point with Cronulla, like, I don't really blame them because Kennedy being out, you know, and then Ramian being out also. So they're going to, you know, struggle with those bands. Um, I don't know. They have to leave Nico Hines. I think they have. They've moved him, they've moved him back to they're, seven. They're, they're attacked. They just couldn't create anything. Couldn't spark. Couldn't get Siffer any opportunities on the left. Canberra, even with a man down, with two men down at one stage, we're just sliding and, and Sharks couldn't create anything in attack. So they need they need Nico digging into the line of seven. And then Canberra, like, it's is there a better sight in rugby league than seeing Ricky Stewart on the sideline backing his team? Like it's, Did you see the little thing with him and Mick Ennis? Yeah, yeah they gave him a little wrist. slap yeah. and, and a little hands, jab. I think. Yeah, no, nah, it, you want to see Canberra doing well because it, they – they're a team, they're a lot of people's bogeys team. Like, you see Canberra going up against Melbourne, you never know. Like, Canberra could always turn up and, and put it on. So, them playing well, if they get a good halves pairing, you know, and they're, and if their forwards are firing, they can be they can be a bogey team. They should be definitely a, a top eight team. No, I agree. Gold medal. Gold medal for Let's me. Go. After a magic round weekend, 
the Queensland teams. I said it last week. Queensland Maroons doing like they're looking. They're looking good. It's looking like they're not going to be you know just uh, an easy speed bump for the New South Wales team. But I'm saying the actual Queensland NRL teams, Cowboys, Gold Coast, Brisbane, all getting past their teams. Like it was a tight Gold Coast game. But Brisbane putting it on Manly. Like, who would have yeah. saw that coming? Like, well over the line. And then the Cowboys putting on a show in the, on the last day of Magic Round. And then even the Titans. Yeah, it was just like, you know, you got players like Selwyn Cobbo, you know, who's getting the tap on the shoulder from from uh, Billy Slater saying, mate, keep, keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be in the Queensland team. And then just the sure. Cowboys stringing wins, you know, wins together. Adam Reynolds on, on his high horse at, at, at Brisbane. He's the star player there now. It's um, it's just good to see the Queensland team stringing wins together. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and saying, yeah, we're, they're serious threats because again, we don't see anyone really touching Melbourne and and Penrith just no. yet. But they're they're putting they're putting in the you know the wins together, and it, you never know. Yeah, I don't know how the Dragons lost that game, but they well, I tipped I tipped Gold Coast. Yeah, I just want to say that bottled that game, but. The Cowboys and and the Broncos, the Broncos for sure now are, are, are like they're a top eight team, and the Cowboys are showing maybe Bernard, maybe we're just eating our words, yeah. man. Like they they looking really good. I just think they haven't really they played. They need to beat a big team. Yeah, play they need a big, big team. team. I mean, Parra, you could say, yeah. is a big team that they comfortably beat in Darwin. Yeah, but I mean, there's saying, a lot of a lot of variables. Let's see if they can win on the road. Because a lot of a lot of home games for the Cowboys yeah, recently. It'll be it'll be very interesting. My gold medal, gone back to NBA, is Luca Magic, Luca Doncic. Killing. Of the players left, Luca is the best player left in the NBA playoffs. He's the most complete player, and he's carrying this Dallas Mavericks team. He's a freak. Yeah. Luca, what was Devin Booker thinking when he started trash talking him in? I love Luca. Freak. It's just great to watch a a young, chubby Slovenian kid own the NBA. And uh, like it's, it's just good to watch. He's a highlight reel at the moment, especially doing it at these stakes of the playoffs. Um, it's just awesome to watch. And I hope I hope he goes all the way. And I know, you that, know. Dallas love their European yeah. players, Dirk, him. But I've been seeing now the similarities. He's in year four when LeBron was in year four, carrying the Cavs. Rubbish Cavs team that he had, you know him, him a broomstick and a packet of chips yeah. that he took all the way to the NBA Finals. A lot of people saying that there's similarities now between Luca and Bron Year Four. Well, Mark Cuban definitely loves his uh, European exports, and I, I think I think they've got they've got the team to do it. It's just it, like any team from the from these you know conference finals can can win it. Any team can win yeah. it, and we're thinking, yeah, we're thinking that the the, the Mavs. Mavs can go all yeah. the way. Just like they did in 2011, participation medal time brought to you by ScoMo. Look, my participation is a weird one because Anthony Mundine has come out and said, I can coach the Bulldogs. I'm a, I'm a great at the game and I've played for New South Wales and whatnot. That's a direct quote. Uh, it doesn't look, Chuck, well, does a, it? He is a great of the he game. He is a great of the game, but mate, boxing's taken a toll. You're probably not this, you know, the same sound player or sound mind that you once were. I don't think you have what it takes to coach a rugby league team, pal. You know, to be a coach, it, it's gonna, it takes, you know, a lot of managerial skills. Look at Craig Bellamy. Basically, you know, he's got a, a group of assistants that he kind of manages and oversees. Could you imagine Chock trying to delegate people of how, and, or Chock trying to run video? It'd be it'd be pretty hard to watch, and I don't I don't think he has what it takes to be a coach. Maybe he could be a speed coach or condition the boys in maybe the boxing ring or something. But just stay in your lane, Chuck. Chuck, if you're listening, just worry about one thing, and that's fighting my man Bernard 
yeah. in a charity fight. That's all the fans want to see. They don't want to see you <laughs> anywhere near a footy field. Yeah. I say, look, if you're going to do anything, get back in the ring. Maybe get on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Sonny Bill. Hey, and I'll put my hand up. That's all I'm saying. That is box office. Yeah. I rate that. My participation medal it goes to Pat Beverly. He's a lemon, man. Pat Bev. He's a lemon. Like, I used to be a big Pat Bev fan when he was mm. at the Clippers. Great defensively. Now, you know, he's getting on a little bit. We've seen a few players expose him. I don't he's know if you saw him. Chirps on, on Twitter. Chirps on yeah. Twitter. And he just absolutely roasted the point god, CP3. <laughs> now, obviously, CP3 is an easy target because he just got roasted. But he was calling him a witch's cone and he was saying that he's washed and everything else. So, man, yeah. there's levels to this game. CP3 could go ringless and he's still 20 times the player Pat Bev is. Pat, just Settle stay, down. Away, Settle stay down. away from a microphone and stay away from Twitter. You're making the fool out of yourself. That's that's fair. That's a f- I, I agree with that participation. All right. We are now going to move on to mm-hmm. our most popular segment. Yes. Watched by thousands and uh, thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands on TikTok. Point. Yeah. Make sure you guys are following. It's the starters, where we do a top five ranging on various topics, but we've been working through all the positions. Mm. It is now time, Bernard, for our top five lock forwards in the NRL. Go. Five for me, it's 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 you can argue this position Some for big top five. Miss out. Yeah, it's a lot of big players are gonna miss out. But I'm gonna say Dale Fanukin. Just a solid prop forward, absolute workhorse, premiership winner. One at one at Melbourne, and you know he's he's doing a job at, at at Cronulla right now, and I just think he's an enforcer of the game, so he's got to be my five. Yeah, he's missed the consistency. I like that. For me, number four is Big Tino Fasua Mala Aoi. He is a freak. It's just a shame that he's wasting away in Coast. that Gold Coast Titans team, but his work doesn't get unnoticed by us because he's a workhorse, and you'll see it when he plays State of Origin. He's a bad bad man. Yeah, he's a machine. Get him out of that Titans team, please. For, for, and David Feeder. For a young guy, he like the shots he puts on, and and, he, and he's probably one of the leaders at, at the Gold Coast as well. So yeah, good sort too. Th- sort. Three for me, Cam Murray. Yeah, the Instagram model turned rugby league player. I think yeah, he's again a ball playing lock as well. Got a, got as good as carry as any other lock in the game, and he's probably one of South's best players. And a New South Wales representative, he's, he's my number three. Let's just hope he can stay injury-free. Number two for me, he's reminded everyone this year, Jason Talmalolo was easily the best lock in the game a couple years ago. There was no question. Probably, one the, probably the best player in the game. Then Toddy Payton decided to get cute, you know, give him less minutes. He doesn't want to burn him out. Keep it simple, Todd. This guy's an 80-minute player. He's an absolute workhorse. He would be number one if it wasn't for this absolute Swiss army knife. Number one is Isaiah Yo at the Penrith Panthers. Sure. This guy, he's massive. He can take your tough carries, but he's also a ball-playing lock. He's digging straight into the line, giving plenty of room for Cleary out the back. He's a lock, but he could, could pass as the best halfback in the comp. He's always playing first receiver, <laughs> digging straight into that line. He's a big man, should be playing for New South Wales, should be playing for Australia. Best prop in the game. Best lock in the game, sorry. Yeah, for sure. Isaiah Yo is the best lock in the game. And before you guys roast us in comments, make sure you're watching the full podcast yeah. first. Then you can roast Cause us. Because you could probably put Victor Radley on that list. Just You could probably put... You know, just too many injuries with Victor Radley. Jack Chaboyevich, yeah, honourable mention. Yeah, Chaboyevich definitely gets an honourable mention. But like I said, yeah, it's I've I got to go with Fanukin over those guys. I just yeah, missed the consistency. But yeah, that was a great starters... As I said, guys, you can 
Follow those on our TikTok. We're posting them every week. Bernard, it's time for the HIA. I've been very keen, mm-hmm. made sure we didn't mention it in our podium because I wanted to get you, the Bulldogs fan, the first topic that we got to discuss, the Canterbury Bulldogs saga. What, what is going on there? Trent Barrett, first of all, are you good move or bad move? No, look, I don't, I don't feel sorry for Trent Barrett. There's all this saying that there was outside pressures. At the end of the day, he couldn't get his team to perform. And he's got a, a roster that was better than last year's. Yeah, you're only giving him 10 games. But what I feel terrible about being a dog supporter is it's pretty much back to square one. Think yeah. about it. No coach. Players already exiting. Yeah, already exiting. you got Dufty already in talks to go to England. Uh, Paul, wants to leave. Paul Vaughan. Saying, yeah, he's got an opportunity in England. He's, they're only on one-year contract, so they're going to go. Then you've got Burden saying he's going to go and look at, you know, go testing the open market and not going to be, you know, he'll play the 2023 season, but maybe 2024 is gone. So it's just a bad look. It looks like we're going to have to start from scratch. And which, which coach is when I want to take over, like, this mess of a place? Brent Naden's already exited. You know yeah. what I mean? He said, I'll see you later. I know we've got Aaron Shop, who I really like, but it's, it's just, if I was a coach... I wouldn't want to go anywhere near the Bulldogs. But, and, and like, who are the front runners that they're suggesting? Brad Fittler, okay? They, oh, no. they put Brad Fittler's name. If you're Brad Fittler and you go, I'm earning maybe 400 grand, just coach, coach three, three games, games a, year. a year. Do I want to give this up and coach the Bulldogs, which is a death sentence of a job if I don't win 10 games straight away with this new side? And they've got still, Reed Money's come out and said, no, nah, I'm committed to the Bulldogs. Same as Kickout said, no. Uh, it, what you know, I'm not going to leave if Barrett's leaving. I'm committed to the Bulldogs. So we've got some good recruits coming, but it's just who wants to take over that job with Gus Gould overseeing you, yeah. ready to tap you on the shoulder at any time? And then they've also said maybe Michael Maguire. Nah, sure uh, not. He's had his mess of a job at the West Tigers. So I don't think there's going to be many coaches that want to take that job. I reckon it's an easy one. It's got to be Shane Flanagan. When yeah. he's still suspended, I believe. I believe he'd be good for next year. Next year, he's yeah. sweet. Got to get him in. Premiership that, that winner. That game against the Knights was just all attitude. Like, it was just effort. And what is Shane Flanagan? What were those Sharks teams that won the comp and, you know, were mainstays in the top eight? It was all effort. It was all defense. There's just a great attitude that he brings in. And I think that they're missing that at the moment because they got the players. It's not like last year. All right, you can be excused. You know, they had no one. Now you got players coming in. you got more players coming in. You're right. If they bottled in this next coach, they're going to be in well, the abyss for now, five years. Now does the pressure turn on to Phil Gould, who's been at, He's for been sure. competent in the media for sure. a bit I as think well. there's a target on his back now. Yeah, because they were saying, he was saying earlier earlier He'll two weeks <laughs> ago, uh, Barrett's going to have a job long after I'm gone. And then now he's backflipped. And now Barrett's gone. They're trying to say Barrett really didn't quit. Got the tap on the shoulder. No one really knows what's going on. Apparently there's a confidentiality agreement in place. But I think just... I honestly just don't think that uh, Barrett is that good of a head coach. Like, what was he, five out of 34? I think he's a great yeah. positions coach. He'd be a good assistant. He did good things at Penrith. I just don't think he didn't I think that's do his, much I think he's Manly. done as a head coach. I think so, too. Yeah. Now, well, now it's cutthroat. You get max, We well, had two opportunities. Yep. Manly didn't really have much success there. Went to one, and one two, final well, series. Okay, the Dogs was a work in progress, but Manly... like. Man, but you got to pick DCE, your opportunities. You the knew Trubojevic brothers. You knew going to the dogs that's going to be hard. But I think the next coach coming into the dogs is going to say, "Listen, give me at least three years. Put a clause in my contract where I can try and build a culture yeah. here for three years." That's why I don't think it's going to be a known coach coming in. I think they're going to get some type of assistant, like our Craig Fitzgibbon came in at the uh, at the Sharks. Well, it's interesting because 
the names that get thrown up, like Cameron Seraldo, mm. who is probably going to do a Fitzy. Now, the the landscape is they know, like, if I go in there and I and I do rubbish, then I'm gone. So you're seeing now these coaching candidates just pick and choose, pick and choose. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful, which is not a good thing for the dogs. Mick Potter got the call up. Even that says says enough. You know, let's just let's just give this guy the interim. He won't be our regular coach because you've seen his past at the Tigers. I know he had some dramas with Robbie Farrow and players um, before when he was coaching the Tigers. But I mean, no one no one's really going to want that job. Before we move on from the Bulldogs, Gus Gould. Now mm. he's slapped the target on his back. Mm. Do you like having Gus there? Like, do you, or do you think? He just oversteps the mark too much. Like the whistle, we loved it when he when he grabbed it. You know, when he grabbed the whistle and took a training session, and it was a masterstroke because they beat the Roosters. Yeah. But now it's like the same problems what that happened, happened at, at Penrith, Penrith yeah. uh, are coming up now. So, do you like Gus there? As I, a I like Gus because you know he's very direct, and you know he likes putting those plans in place. He likes tapping into the juniors, and the Bulldogs have a, a massive junior base, and they often lose them to other clubs. Um, th- so he, that he invested heavily in Penrith uh, in their juniors, but like you said, he went through a sacking spree at Penrith, sacked Ivan Cleary, sacked Anthony Griffin. Yeah, N- is he just going to get in the same cycle of just sacking coaches as a GM? You know, do you look at that and does does the board have to say, okay, how long are we going to put up with Gus Gould? I don't know. I I, I like having him there. I think. You know, he's just going to have to pick with a coach and stick with one for a long, long period and just get their rebuild going. You know, he's under pressure now for sure. One thing I saw that I liked mm. was, I think it was YKTR did it. It was an NRL Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So I thought you and I make one together. Let's make our Mount Rushmore. For anyone that doesn't know what the Mount Rushmore is, it's a mountain in America that's got the mm. four like the four most influential people presidents, in America. Presidents. Yeah, I think it's presidents. It's the guy that maybe the first president, the guy that founded America. I don't know. I'm just paraphrasing <laughs> here, but you know, they're four yeah. most influential NRL players for us. So we're making our NRL Mount Rushmore. Who'd you put on there first? For me, it's Andrew Johns has got to be on there. He's yeah, on the Mount Rushmore, the eighth. You gotta go immortals. So you look at your immortals first. Yep. Um, so Andrew Johns definitely gets on there. Andrew Johns is on there. For, okay, so go, we got Andrew Johns. Let's work you, on this. You're together. gonna have to go with positions as well. He's a half. Yep. You can't just go all halves. You, you, you gotta you gotta mix it up. You gotta have. I feel like you gotta have at least well, one four. Who's gonna? Or, who's the next immortal in line? And I think who should probably be on the Mount Rushmore. Who's probably stats line up with Andrew Johns? He's a New South Wales coach, Brad Fittler. I like that. Played a few more games. I five like eight was was a, a gun. Five eight at Penrith. A gun at a gun, no, at, the gun Roosters, at the Roosters, premiership winner. He's got the stats to back it up. Will probably be one of the next immortals. So I'm going to put Brad Fittler on the rush. Okay, so we've got Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler. Yeah. Next to them, this guy should be an immortal. Surely he will be. Cameron Smith, the greatest hooker of all He's time. He's the goat. Yeah. He is the goat. From our generation that's watched him, it's Cameron Smith is the goat. A lot of people hate him, but there's no doubt about it, man. He's well, just the king. I mean, we didn't grow up in the rugby league era of. Peter Sterling's and Arthur Wally Beetson's Lewis and Wally Lewis. And, we only w- and, and Wally's an immortal. Yep. But like, did, could players like Wally and play in the current game? Is that game? Even worse though when you get those NRL hipsters that are 19 and they go like, oh, Wally Lewis has got to be there. No, we're yeah. just going to judge players that we've seen. And he is, Cameron Smith is my goat of players that I've watched. It's him but and Andrew Johnson. I'm just going to say, like, it could be a bad take, but I don't think players like Peter Sterling and maybe even your Alfie Langer's Get a get a crack in the late two thousands rugby league, like twenty tens onwards. 
It's all size. It's all, you know, fitness. Defense is a massive thing. Go watch, go watch old rugby league tapes. No one gets up. They're all plumbers and, you know, tradies that didn't, didn't have a defensive line. Rugby league, the way it's played is it's changed. It's so athletic. Yeah. I know you say, oh, yeah. you know, they would have adapted, but athletes are much, much different now. I'm yeah. just saying you probably couldn't yeah. pick many from that those eras to come play. So we're going to go insane that, like, just from what we've seen. Yeah. And that's why, for me, I'm going to so go. So John's, Fittler, Cam Smith. Cam Smith, and our then last one. The prototype yeah. of, a, of fullbacks, Billy Slater. Yep. Billy Slater's the, the ultimate fullback. He probably shaped how a lot of fullbacks play in today's era. Sure. Um, he was everywhere for Melbourne, Queensland, great. Got got all the stats to back it up. Probably could have played another few years too. Yeah, he looks sure. like he's in good shape. He runs circles around Sweeping Melbourne, around the back. Yeah. He would play in any generation, but yeah, revolutionised the position. So that's our Mount Rushmore: Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, Cameron Smith, and Billy Slater. Have we left anyone? Have Look, we left be, anyone? And we're not being I mean, Mal Meninga's an immortal. I'm not going to put him I on my rush. I never watched Mal Meninga play. Yeah. I'm not being a little hipster here. We are just judging people that we've seen. GI, honourable mention. Darren Lockyer. Darren Lockyer. Honourable mention. Very, very honourable yeah. mention. If I had to put in a coach, who are you putting in? I'm putting in Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett because of longevity. He's yep. coached through all the and eras. Because he coached through all the eras. Last one, if you had to put a Kiwi in there, I'm putting in Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, Sonny Bill. But yeah, that's our or top Or my, my childhood favourite, Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I will say it's uh, it, like Immortals, I like how exclusive they keep it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, like, is there room for Cooper Cronk as an Immortal? He's, he's got he's got the premierships. Yeah. Do Especially you, after he went to the you Roosters. Go, do you go Cooper Cronk or do you go Darren Lockyer? Uh, you got to go. Cooper Cronk is the most underrated NRL player of all time. I agree with that. Oh, I'm not underrated. He's rated. But you know what? He's, he's rated. He's, he's even he's underrated because he is in the category of Lockyer, Thurston. But doesn't get all the, the same credit. But doesn't credit. get the same credit. Yeah. Remember mean, when they remember when um Queensland went on the run of all those state of origins? Yeah. The one origin we won in that time was when Cooper Cronk was out. That's a fair point. I tell you, he's probably a better caller than Darren Lockyer is. So if you yeah. want to do the you know, Look, if we were doing a, <laughs> if we were doing a, <laughs> yeah, a ranking yeah. of the best callers in rugby league, we'll, we'll put Cooper Cronk is honestly he's an immortal. We'll, he's out of all the ex players. We'll, we'll have that him as a starter. Him, Braith. Yeah, no, nah, that's good. Anything catch your eye that you liked? Want to bring to the HIA table? Yeah, I think there's been a couple of uh, chats online about Magic Round Blues in the in the crowd, and you know maybe some back and forth with Jackson Hastings. Crowds are going to get rowdy. You're yep. talking to. Some piss Brisbane fans. Well, you're talking you know? to people that are sourced up. Yeah. You know, the boys, we're dressing Drinking up. Drinking early. Started, started our, from our Airbnb and then get sourced up, go straight to the Caxton. Yeah. Now, you don't want it in the game, but you're going to have to be prepared for it. You know, just have your security in place. There's going to be a couple of punch-ons in the crowd. As long as it's not, you know, as long as it doesn't overstep the mark, yeah. I love a bit of banter from the fans. And when they give it back, I love it too. You know what I love? when Remember when I have in Cleary? Gave it to the Tigers fans. Yes. That was brilliant. Love it. Need more of that. 100%. Nah, need more of that. Need more but, characters. But yeah, need more there back was and a, forth. I saw the big group punch on. There's, there's always one. Yeah. Our, our mate Olin Teckers was front and center just videoing that on the phone, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Lucky he didn't get involved. Yeah. That was, I like, you know, I liked it. It was like a, like a Survivor series. It was like a five on five. Yeah. It was just five people just, Another just thing going at it. That's caught my eye is the Dolphins' recruitment drive. They're starting to pick the pace up a little bit now that the season's moving. They're targeting. Stephen Crichton. There's been talks that they're going for Ryan Madison at Parramatta as well. I think that'd be a great signing. But Stephen Crichton. Now, you're, say you're Stephen Crichton. Yep. You've won your comp. Yep. The Dolphins come to you and offer you 250k more than what you're on at Penrith. 
you taking it or you're saying, nah, I'm going to stay with the boys at Mount Druitt? I'm staying at Penrith. I'm that's, staying that's at Penrith. I'm not, I'm just, and I'm going to use Fox as an example. Fox is still playing great at the Bulldogs, but the opportunities you will get staying at Penrith, you're going to win a couple more comps. You're, you're critter. You're with the boys. I'm staying there. Because you go to the Dolphins, yeah, they'll give you a packet of money, but you start looking. Because I think their recruitment drive, if I had to give it a grade, it's an F. Who are they getting, man? Like, you you know you're in trouble when, like, your marquee, your, remember when the Titans came in, it was Scotty Prince, Preston Campbell, mm, Luke, Luke Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your marquee is the Bromwich brothers, Felice Kafusi and and Stephen Crichton, you're in trouble. I, I I I disagree with you. If I'm if I'm Stephen Crichton, who I think gets neglected at, at Penrith ab- around like you know clout of of a player how good he actually is uh, in the sense he's reliable uh, but I think the main people that get the focus there are your Cleary Luai yeah probably Dill Edwards that you know Kikau who's gone next year but I've won my comp I'm I'm saying I'll get paid let me go to the Gold Coast I'll get my hands on the ball a bit more they'll probably put him at fullback they've identified him as a as a potential fullback yeah. Um, he'll get fullback money. Yeah. So End of the day, they got to secure the bag. So if they, if he wants to on get... 500, you know, 400, another 250 on top. I don't know how you say yeah. no to a quarter of a mil. I, I don't think I can. You, know, he's, then he's you, only got, you only got 10 years in, he's, in he's rugby. He's separated from the boys. They, they look like a tight group. Him, Jerome Luai, Brian yeah. Toto. You can catch up at Magic Round. Yeah, know? it's true. Couple end of season. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, a, it's a dilemma for, for Crichton nonetheless. They got to get moving though. The Dolphins. Definitely. Because Reese Walsh, I heard that'd be a good Reese Walsh and, and Stephen Crichton, they're two very good signings. You could build then and mm. Ryan Madison. I like that. You're you're heading in the right direction, but need to make a move on because yeah, they're, they're not doing enough for me now. Bernard, big news over the weekend. It was very sad. The passing of Andrew Simons, tragic, tragic. Twenty twenty two has been a harsh Man, year. It's been actually. a rough year for cricket in particular. Yeah, Roy. Was one of those players though. Like he just, you loved him. I remember as a kid, every, you loved Andrew Simons when he bowled medium pace. He bowled off spin as well. He just changed it up. He was a cricketer that everyone wanted to be. So it got me thinking in honor of the great, the late great Andrew Simons. What is your favorite Roy moment? We've called it out previously on the on the podcast. Not being the biggest cricket fan, yes, you watch the you know the Boxing Day tests, and now we've been getting into the twenty twenties with um you know the Big Bash League, but I, you got to you got to point out the the streaker incident yeah. where he just puts an absolute yeah. shot on the streaker, being a you know a big fella and a rugby league player. Yeah, you know not, like no slouch in rugby league, absolute shot on this streaker. It is one of the great streaking moments in Australia. That's probably my my favourite Andrew Simons moment. Yeah, I love that one. That was iconic. Mine is his Boxing Day hundred. Him and Matt Hayden with the partnership. I was I was in year four. I was going back in time now. I still remember it clear as day. That partnership, the big shot to bring up the 100. He's the coolest. He was such a cool cricketer because he was different. And apparently, I was listening on the radio on the weekend. Um, Gordon Tallis mm. was talking about how he trained with the Broncos. And they were talking about that. And they're like, oh, like, was he just doing it for fitness? And then Gordon's like, oh, like, I thought that initially. But apparently, he, like, he, he came in play. there and he wanted to play. I think he played a Queensland Cup game or like their equivalent of Ron Massey. So hey, he could do bastard. it all. He yeah. could do it all. May he rest in peace, the absolute legend, Andrew Simons. Before we wrap it up, mm. Bernard, you sat on the fence before. Give it to me. Election, who are you voting for? I'm voting for the People's Premier, John Bernard Carew, uh, in my in my electorate. Yeah, I, 
I guess I where, where is I your Labour? You're the I'm a, I'm in Belmore. I think it always goes to Labour anyway. I don't think it does. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's always Al- a Labour oh, seat. Oh, I thought you were the Summer Hill, isn't nah, that? Nah, nah. I'm down in Belmore, mate. I'm Belmore boy two one nine two represent. But uh, yeah, I I think it always goes Labour anyway. So it doesn't really matter where my vote goes. Yeah. So um, just vote for. But I look. I do see a political run down the line. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I see it as I an independent. Maybe uh, I don't want to go down the Salim Mahaja route, but. Uh, definitely like a Canterbury Bankstown mayor or some. You could you could see some John Bernard K rallies coming up. You know, I might make some hats, not some red hats, but um, yeah, I, I, politics is fun because Mate, you know you what? know everyone gets into the gambling side of politics yep. now. That's a big thing. It's great. Some I've, big markets. I've included it in my long shots. Speaking of long shots, what's your long shots for the week? <laughs> I love it. my long shot. Is the Dallas Mavs to win the series against the Warriors? When I checked it, they were paying three bucks. Yeah, people are sleeping on them. They've been slept on. All playoffs, but Luca Magic is in a mood. I think they're going to the finals, so that's my long shot. My long shot is political related. <laughs> we love again, that. I, I, I've had some big bets on politicians in the past. I'm talking US elections. They haven't gone too well. But I'm going to go, and it's not even a long shot, because I think it's going to happen. It's $1.70 plus 12.5 seats to the coalition. I don't know why it's $1.70. I don't every, every year the bookies do this. I don't know if it's a tactic, but they put Labor or whichever party that is favored to win the shortest price. And they come in very slowly from, you know, a dollar eighty to a dollar fifty to a dollar twenty, sometimes as short as a dollar fifteen. And what did ScoMo do last last election? Out of nowhere. Yeah. That Long on that election king. day it flips on its head. Came you could have got him at five dollars last election. Rocky Balboa. Sportsbet lost about five and a half million last election. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think it's going to be closer than everyone thinks. And I just don't, I just think people after the last two years don't really get around ScoMo too much. That's what I think is going to be the saving grace. And I think if uh, prediction, I haven't chucked it in the K Riz probability theorem or, or forecasted it, but I do think Albo's going to get the W. Yeah. yeah, landslide or close uh, one to twelve. It's going to be close. Yeah, yeah one margin. To yeah, margin's going to be one to twelve. But if you're a betting man, plus twelve and a half on the uh, on the coalition seats. That's the handicap. They yeah. do handicaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it's it's you can bet on it. And winning doubt vote the JB. Is it K Roos? Yeah, K Roos party, the people's <laughs> champ. I can see that running politics. We're going to be posting our NRL tips. On our Instagram, you blew out to a two-tip lead. I had a shocker. I backed, could, the, I backed the Queensland team. I mate. could not pick my nose last week. Had a stinker. And I even had a stinker in Supercoach. That was a week to forget. I'm going to bounce back, have a good look, go back to the drawing board, have a crisis meeting because the loser is copying a manzillion. So you're two behind. Too and much. mind you, this is going to be filmed for content. This is going to be filmed. Manzillion, I'll be in there yep. when you're getting the Manzillion done. We're you can see even some do bad it angles. Yeah, this, I'm, see not some bad too, angles. I'm not like Frawley. I'm not too hairy, so yeah. I don't know if it'll be too painful, but it'll still suck. It's just a sensitive area. So it is, yeah. I, and I'm very ticklish, so that like middle of the layer, ooh, oh, that's you got. Hurt, yeah, you, you got to you got to come back, mate, because I'm going to pull ahead. So yeah, look, follow along the tips, guys, on Instagram and TikTok at the B team. Loser has to get a Manzillion. That's right. But uh, another episode in the books of the That's Bay a, Another episode in the books. What's on the plans this weekend? Any more election content you're running amok? Or? Oh, I've got a few to post this week. Um, but I don't know. I'll get out to the polling booths and see what I can do. Uh, apart from that, I'm looking to get involved with some uh, some rugby league content over the weekend. I'm going to go to the Tigers game. I'm going to go to the Bulldogs ga- the Bulldogs-Tigers game. Yep. Get some fan interviews. Love it. See what the Bulldogs think of Gus Gould. What's he going <laughs> to do next? What do you want to say to Gus Gould? Put him in the hot seat. So I guess we'll see what happens. What do you got planned? Bulldogs fans keep an eye out for Bernard. I think we're going to go to the Roosters game. 
Roosters okay. Penrith. Nice game. Yeah, that's that'll a, be good. A, after a, after I've just be... placed my vote for the election, I think I'm going to go out and uh, go out and enjoy <laughs> that at the uh, SCG, which is rubbish ground to watch footy at. But can't wait for the new SFS to be done. That'll be me. So any Roosters fans that see me out there, say hello. If you're a Bulldogs fan and you want to get featured on some content, make sure you uh, say hello to the real <laughs> man you should be voting for this election, Mr. John Bernard. Bernard, that's a wrap, guys. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and on TikTok because that is where we do our best work. Bernard, it's been an absolute pleasure. See you guys later.